Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey listeners, I just wanted to share something really cool that I've been doing for the last month. It is called Caption That Live, and you can go to www.dragqueengameshow.com and get a ticket. Basically, the premise of it, of course, is that Nicole Hollowell, a well-known drag queen from Florida, she's the host, and there's two other drag queens, and they're competing for the best caption for 21 random photos they find on the internet. It's virtual, it's interactive, and you basically can just be a keyboard warrior. Like, if you're funny, like I am, um, you'll get featured, and they will read your caption live and on the screen. It is free to play virtually, $7 to play in person in Wilton Manors, Florida. It is a whole hoot. It is at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, excuse me, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, I'm so bad at time zones, and 5 p.m. Pacific, and I play every week. So if you do play, get your free ticket. If you do play, you'll find me in the comments. Look for Bianca W., and I hope I see you there, and Nicole and Chris Caputo, who produces the show. Thank you so much. This has given me so much joy during the weeks. I'm not even paid to say this. I love you so much, and I'm so glad that you're doing more things that can make us feel connected in a panini. Love you so much and cannot wait to play on Wednesday. And I hope I see you there, listeners. This week's episode features Mario. Mario owns a clothing company, a Disney-focused clothing company that focuses on inclusivity and representation in his Asian and queer community. Hey, how's it going? Um, I, I don't want to say well, because we're recording this like four days before the inauguration. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine. But right? Let's see what happens. Right? We're moving. It's a very slow moving coup slash Ooh. really stupid civil war. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every time I go to bed, I honestly wake up and I check the news before I do anything. Because I'm like, what happened while I was sleeping? Because you mm-hmm. and I are on the West Coast. So like, yeah. We, we're always three hours behind everything anyway. Um, yeah. But again, this is my, or sorry, excuse me. I tripped myself up to my listeners. This is of course, please don't kick me out. The podcast about impo- imposter syndrome. Wow. Cannot talk today. Imposter syndrome and the uh, lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is Mario. So Mario, would you like to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, et cetera, your 30,000 foot overview? Yeah, I'm Mario. I'm the owner of Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company. It's a small business um, that's for POC, LGBTQ people, but it really is for everyone. I just built it because there just wasn't small shop representation in that like Disney bounding community. And I figured I should just do it myself. Absolutely. And and when there is small shop, it tends to be like Etsy or whatever. But what you've done mm-hmm. is really cool. And we were just talking before we put, pressed record of kind of, we're trying to figure out how we got on each other's radars because I've definitely purchased before. But I think it's because you 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 found a way to like share a RuPaul's Drag Race meme and make it Disneyfied. And I just found it so like clever that I was like, what is this? And I just started following. And I think I didn't even know it was clothing until like I started 
like really doing a deep dive. And then I was like, okay, I need to buy like one of everything. Um, <laughs> and it's, I, it's great. I think you're doing something that's like awesome for the community because, um, no, you know, not to like get into it straight away, but Disney can be quite whitewashed in terms of, um, you know, there's just not a lot of representation. And even though they're trying, I think it's, you know, there's, it's, 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 it's honestly just a slow moving vehicle. So it's, it's great that you're like pushing it where it needs to go. Thank you. And yeah, there's a lot of small shops that exist, but they really, I can tell just by looking at them, they don't um, think about representation because it wasn't mm -hmm. on their radar and not to, you know, throw other people under the bus because I don't want to like name names, but one of them that I supported beforehand was also Filipino owned and they um, didn't really do a lot. They weren't very good. Like they, that company mm -hmm. doesn't exist anymore. So I don't feel too bad saying anything about them, but they, um, they were just a mess and they were only using like one, person that was of color and mm. it, like they were using rainbow face which I equivalent it's, it's the equivalent of like blackface like they were mm -hmm. just using this gay person to just you know be their token gay which was mm. not very cool yeah no I don't like that but I think like in this last year um we've definitely seen like a push towards like be authentic or like you're canceled um yeah. and and I like as much as I'm like here for it I'm also like super fatigued by it but I do think like more people should you know, open their eyes to like when you're looking at an ad or a magazine or whatever and like be like, whoa, like this is just not right. Um, and so I'm glad that, you know, you at least are making a company in the way that you want to see, you know, yourself represented, which I think is is awesome. And, and I've, I've definitely shared it with some friends. And um, I have one friend, his name's Josh Michael, and he's obsessed with figment. And I tagged him in your figment shirt. I saw that. Um, I love is, that. He's gay rich stepdad on TikTok and he'll be like, hey, it's your gay rich stepdad. And he's like <laughs> at Disney parks in Florida because they're lucky, I guess. Because <laughs> they exist, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, so I, I, I came to you to have you on my podcast and you were like, you had imposter syndrome when I like mentioned it to you. You're like, I am not interesting. Yeah. And I said, no, you definitely are. And I've I've <laughs> interviewed all sorts of people, but I'm excited about this one in particular because um, not often do I get someone that has all of my fandoms on my podcast. <laughs> you know, Disney, RuPaul, you know, I, I also play drag bingo with Charlie Hyde's. Like there's just a lot to unpack here. So I'm excited. So nice. thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Um, okay. But yeah, I definitely yeah. felt like I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm not that interesting to be put on a podcast about this because I'm not very established with Diamond in the Rough. We're still like right. very much so building. Yeah. Is that what you do full-time currently or is it just like a side thing right now? No, it's it's a side thing right now. Like um, it's my cool job that I enjoy doing, um, but because I don't have like that, it's not making really any money to be true income. I have like a, a quote unquote real job where I work in like a customer service clothing store. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this podcast pays, like I've made maybe like in the last year, I've probably made like less than a hundred dollars podcasting, mm -hmm. yeah. but I love it. And so I'm like, man, but I'm, but I am doing this quote unquote full time because what else am I doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm like, eh, it's not going to pay me, but it's, I'm enjoying talking to people. So um, I totally get that. And I think, I think that uh, as kind of the parks open back up and vaccines and whatever happen, I think there's going to be like definitely that's when the snowball effect is going to start with at least your company. Cause people are going to see the shirts and they're going to be like, those are cool. And where do I get them? And yeah, fingers crossed that keeps happening. Cause when I, I wear them to the park sometimes and I was visiting at Disney world, um, like a year ago and someone stopped me and he's like, Hey, I love your shirts. And I was like, 
you know who I am? That's kind of <laughs> weird. So it's nice because the East Coast, you know, those Disney parks are like controlled by three small shops that aren't very small anymore. They're really big. So it's nice to, to see myself like slowly building across both <laughs> coasts. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm about to get to that point um, in my memories where it's going to like, it's going to hit me like a knife. Um, when it, you know, when your phone like takes you back or Facebook mm-hmm. takes you back or Instagram takes you back, my phone is going to probably make me a video montage of my last trip to Disney world or Disneyland. I'm probably going to sob. Um, yeah. and at the time of the recording this, they just released that they're not, they're not going to do annual passes anymore. How are you feeling about that? Um, I think we all kind of saw that was going to happen, but yeah. like I, had the premiere pass I know fancy right so that's the one that got me into Disneyland and Disney World and I canceled it because it was um I just wasn't gonna go during COVID like I just knew better um so they gave me my money back and they're like hey you don't we don't have annual passes on the east coast so you're not gonna be able to get one and I was like okay that's fine I'm not worried about this and then a few weeks later they brought back their annual passes I think this is just Chappick's way of like getting rid of everyone that was grandfathered into free parking and free photo pass in um, different tiers because it was such a mess. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he'll bring it back and then he'll just only do like, I imagine he'll just be like, forget the payment plan. I want all your money now. Ha ha ha. As he like right. smokes a cigar right. and burns a hundred dollar bill because he can. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. It'll um, be back at some mm-hmm. point because Disney will find a new way to, to take money from me. Well, I have the, so I always did the military park hopper because my husband's, um, well, I'm a, I'm dependent so I can do that. And, and it was $255. You didn't get parking at least. I I think it might've been like maybe 280 bucks or something. Like if, if I'm wrong, listeners, you can quote me elsewhere, whatever. But I did the four, I did the first year we moved in, we lived in San Diego. I had the four pack and I used it four times, but I could, I could only go, on the weekends, if like my husband had a watch schedule on the weekends, so I had like a clear Saturday. So I was like fighting so much traffic, traffic mm-hmm. of like people and fast passes and whatever. And then my friend I used to go with, she got the annual pass and she became an annual pass person. And like, when I say that, you know what I'm talking about, where yeah. it's like, I have to get the, I have to get the popcorn holder. I have to get the beignet holder. I have to mm-hmm. do this and that. And it beca- it kind of ruined Disneyland for me. And not, not that it's ever been ruined, but it was like, it, it kind of took the joy out of it a little bit when I, when she started like being like that, because it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like as magical for me anymore because she knew everything. And I, I didn't get to like have that magical experience anymore. So I will say like in some, in, in a lot of ways, it does suck that they're getting rid of the annual pass. I'm sure it has a lot to do with crowd control and um, just making sure that they're like, you know, operating smoothly. They've had to lay off so many people, but also, um, you know, if we can eliminate a little bit more of that, like attitude, I'm, I'm cool with it, but I, yeah, I, I did the park hopper and my, I I got to ride rise of the resistance the last time I went and it was like life-changing and then COVID happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, no. Yeah. I had a trip to Disney world um, in February, like end of January, early February. Mm -hmm. And then COVID and like, I was, I don't want to say making fun of COVID, but I was like, it's fine. I lived through living in like, I was talking to him because I went with my friend Grace and I were just like, we lived in like first year dorms. I was an RA for first year boys. Like, we'll be fine. Like, it's gross. Wash your hands. And then, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And I, so similar to you, I took a trip to, I took a trip to Vegas to see Cher, like bucket list. My husband, it's, it's, it's it was his gift to me. Um, 
you know, for one of our anniversaries. And, and so we went and we were, I was so excited and she canceled because she probably had COVID and the whole time, just like you were making jokes, like my friend, you know, like my friend also, her mom was going to go to the concert and it just happened. So happened. We were both, you know, she lives in Vegas. And so it just happened. We were both in the same, you know, situation. And she's like, you know, coronavirus. And like, we were joking about it and it's not funny now. Yeah. Not anymore. I'm like, geez, (laughs) it's not funny anymore. Like I want off, but I'm also, one thing I brought up in therapy is that I'm at this point now where I'm actually okay. Like not going anywhere. Like you would like, I'm just fine now. I'm it's all good. Like, and it took a year to get there, but now I'm just broken. <laughs> like I'm like, my spirit's gone and broken. And, and I was hoping that Disneyland would reopen, but of course, um, you know, obviously it should not. So, um, you know, but when it does open, I want to go back. <laughs> Same. I, I think it'll be such a cluster with everyone trying to go back though. I'm right. just like, I, I can wait yeah. again. I can wait a few more weeks until it dies down. But I, again, I had the annual pass and I would go like, because I work a retail job, I have like Wednesdays and Thursdays off sometimes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, no one's here. I can just roll up whenever and I'll just walk right on a ride. So yeah. I was spoiled that way. <sighs> I miss that. I miss yeah. that because I've done that. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. It's so like, much more fun because yes. I'm like, no one's in line to meet Goofy. Why not? So I, yes. now it's, uh, now it's just going to be a like fight to just get into the parks again. So I'm like, I'm okay with not going back, but I do actually want to go back to Disney World more mm-hmm. for many, many reasons, but I'm not going to Florida anytime soon. We, I think we just, yeah. um, we can't trust Florida. They've proven it many times. <laughs> we can't <laughs> trust them. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also like, I, I, I guess just, you know, like on that note, like, well, we're still here before we hop into it. I don't understand how they're operating. Like, I, 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 I like call me crazy, but I just cannot wrap my brain around it. Like, I don't know how, is it so, is it that it's, I mean, cause I've been to Disney world. I mean, I was eight. So like my frame of reference, I, I was six and then I was eight. So my frame of reference, like I'm now 30, you know, I'm going to be 32. So, so I'm like, it's been a long, long time. Um, and I, you know, can't re- like, I can remember it, but I can't really remember it. But I mean, I know it's spread out, but like, I just, I don't understand how they're operating like I I think they just have a a more lenient governor because DeSantis is Mm. definitely more just like we need to make money and like I make fun of Florida because I call it Dixieland with palm trees because it (laughs) like it's still very much so the south and it's still very red but like Orlando's a small little bubble inside what else like because do you travel outside of Florida because I have and I'm very just like oh this is like not the business. Yes. So I, um, my husband had to, I, he was stationed in Pensacola for a six weeks at the beginning of 2019. And my options were stay with my parents and blow my brains out for the eight weeks that he was going to be gone or spend six weeks in Pensacola, which is the panhandle of Florida with him. Mm-hmm. And so I did and no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so- better than that. So I was like, oh. Yeah, so I guess it just like Orlando's fine, but like the second you leave Disney property, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I forget that this is not a cute little thing. So I guess Disney's just keeping Florida afloat at this point because that's all that's really there. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting, you know, because I have I've, I have many friends in Florida, and you know, they all wear masks and they and they take care of themselves, and but but it's also like you know what like what is happening. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. And it's just, I mean, you've seen all the videos of Mm -hmm. like the health uh, department person who was fired and then the cops came in because she was actually reporting the real things. But like my friend went to visit Florida a few weeks ago during like peak holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and he's fine. He was totally safe and didn't get COVID. I saw him the other day at downtown Disney. He's totally fine. And I was like, I guess they're proving that they can travel and be okay. But I also am like a conspiracy theory lover. So I'm like, maybe it's not. And they're just covering all the like (laughs) uh, COVID that they actually have. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree. And like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, what we're seeing right now, because you and I both, you live in LA, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I live um, in San Diego, but my in-laws are in Orange County. And like, I had like this like weird kind of, um, it was, it was really hard for me to say no, but I, my, my, my nephew's turning six and my mother-in-law asked me if I wanted to come for his birthday party. And it was fine until she was like, she, she mentioned the words bounce house and neighbors next door are coming over for it. Oh, and I was gotcha. like, yikes, no. Like, I'm not, like, I don't, I can't trust it. Cause like, I know that the neighbors traveled to Seattle, which is the epicenter. So like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, we're in this weird, like distrustful, like you can't, you don't know what you don't know and you can't trust it and stuff. So like my MO right now is just like not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's probably the safest that what we're supposed to do. So like, yeah, my birthday last July, um, my like sister and brother-in-law like they go to the backyard Mm -hmm. and they don't touch anything and for the longest time like we didn't even let them use like the plates in the house (laughs) so like it's very like weird but the week before the lockdown happened like they were inside my niece took a shower in the bath like I was carrying my nephew so I'm like they're still in my bubble because they haven't come anywhere Right. So I feel okay if they can use plates, but I also like they they have not set foot inside the house since the lockdown. Right, right. Like they've been outside and like enforced by six feet. Yeah. So and, it's and very my, yeah. weird. And to my listeners, like this conversation that I'm having with Mario, like right here and there, like this is the way that we sh- you should be framing your thought process right now in terms of this until you get vaccinated. And even when you do get vaccinated, not to like be political, but like, even when you do get vaccinated, you're still not in the clear. So like, you know, Mm -hmm. just, just, just keep in mind that like this conversation we're having is like a totally real conversation about like how we're surviving and that's okay. But like, just, you know, Stay but home, to be, be fair, I, I've i been so paranoid, like, um, at Disney World, when I visited, even before COVID, like, I always have Purell or hand mm-hmm, sanitizer mm-hmm. and, like, Same. wet ones in my bag, so anytime, because you have to tap your pass, and then they, ta- you tap your left um, index finger, so anytime they take your imprint, I always, like, wipe, wipe my hands down, and, and I, everyone's like, you're kind of crazy, and then COVID hit, and I was like, well, who's the crazy one now? Because <laughs> right. I've been doing this forever. Right? Yeah, yeah. So in terms of imposter syndrome, um, I love asking this question because I mean, like resoundingly, no one has it figured out, but I love asking it. So do you feel like you have it all figured out? Not at all. Um, and I think it's just an answer. Like everyone has that different question. So like, you know, Carrie Bradshaw asked, can we have it all? Um, Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon on 30 Rock said the same thing. And um, Don Draper or someone like whispered, like, how does he do it? But like deep down, like nobody really knows mm-hmm. how to do it. And I think the answer is like, you can, but not all at the same time. Like it's hard to, you know, be a parent, have a full-time job because one of those pillars has to eventually go because like you're going to have a newborn. And then it's the same thing with like, you want to go into a career path and sometimes you have to move. Like, like I went to college in San Francisco and I had an option for a while to move up to Seattle for the job that I was working at. And then I just didn't take it because I was like, oh, I'm not really done with the city. And that would have put me on a very different place in life. And yeah you know, I may not have come back to Los Angeles, but that's where my family and almost all of my friends are. So, you know, it's very different. 
It's there is it's 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 a cool thing to kind of like look back on like the choices you could have made, but then like to look at what you are doing and being like, oh, what you know what? Like, I wouldn't have what I have now if I did that thing. I'd have a completely different life. Um, I interviewed for a job with uh, some kind of guitar brand. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but they were gonna. I was gonna move out to San Luis Obispo, and um, which is like to my listeners, if you're not familiar with California, it's in the middle of California. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, in the middle of nowhere. It could basically, it's be like, like four hours to anything cool. Like yeah, it's, exactly. it's gorgeous, but you're like in the, it's basically like just living in the middle of a state. Um, yeah. and no, di- no digs on San Luis Obispo. I never, I never actually, like they offered me the job without me actually flying out there. Um, and, uh, I didn't take it and I don't wonder anymore about what would have happened but you know, like my sister, like she went, she moved to LA after college and like now she, she's in Colorado, but um, where I'm from originally, but um, it's, it's hard because like you look back and you go like, what decisions would I have made that like, where would I get? Um, and the truth is like, if I like had gone, I would have never met my husband. I wouldn't have like moved to San Diego. I wouldn't, we won't, I wouldn't own a house in San Diego. I wouldn't have like had the mm-hmm. career path I had if I, if I'd made any different choice than I've made. So I, I like, I like thinking about it like that because like, you never know what you don't know, but you're also always changing your um, goalpost. Like, so what you want for yourself five years ago is like different from what you want like now for sure, at least for me. Yeah, I was having this conversation with one of my coworkers too, and she's um, having trouble trying to like jump into moving in with her boyfriend. And I was like, well, I'm glad you're having this conversation because at least like you're prepared and you, you know, may not want to change your career path right away because mm-hmm. she wants to go into like either the FBI or and finish her school. Mm-hmm. So it's, I was very like, yeah, if you're afraid now, just listen to your gut and maybe just like go slowly before you get there. Cause that's what I did is I, I'm glad that I chose the path I did. Cause if I had chosen who I was with in my early twenties, I would have been divorced three times by now. So I'm glad that I like took my time. Yeah. You, you know, then that's what you have to do. Like you, like, I think we also do this comparison analysis thing where like we compare like ourselves to others, like Um, it's, I mean, it's just social media makes us do it. Society makes Mm -hmm. us do it, all of that, but it's just, you know, it's a blip in the radar. Like, oh my God, if I ended up with anyone I dated in my twenties, woo, geez. I mean, my husband was like my late twenties. Like I was 27 when I met him, but, but I had like just garbage, garbage can boyfriends. Like, like I wouldn't even bring them home to meet my parents. That's how terrible most of them were. And like, my husband knows them by like nicknames. So (laughs) So like there was like Oedipus complex because he was like obsessed with his mom. There was like there was like this guy and another guy, and my husband's just like wow. <laughs> He's See, like, Thank I think. <laughs> did you watch Sex in the City when you were in your early twenties? I did. I did because it was on. It was on all the time. I feel like on. E- yeah. So I think they were the ones that got us to like nickname our exes because everyone had a nickname. Like there was Burger and Mr. Big and like mm-hmm. even like you know um, comic book guy. So everyone had a nickname because I don't remember nicknaming. Granted, I also am in that same age bracket as you. I like we both check the thirty to thirty five box. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's probably why we nickname all of our exes. I think it's our way of coping with this to not have to actually say the name. Like, I don't have to actually say the name Travis. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> well, would just make yeah. me be like, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I And it's like, I have, you're, it, I, that's a good point. Like, because I, it's almost like I've disassociated the name from the, it's, it's, it's almost like we do it so that like, 
other people named that name, like won't bring up like PTSD, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so you like, you like just like nickname them something. So, so it takes away the power of like them ever coming to like wreak havoc on your life again. <laughs> yeah. I think that's um, probably yes. the easiest way to think about it. Cause it's, it's the only way to like disassociate, but also to like cope and move on. <laughs> Yes, I, I I totally understand that. So in terms of imposter syndrome, um, I'm just going to ask the question, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Well, I definitely do. And I think that's a part of just, I was always like called different when I was younger. They're like, oh, that's Mario. He's different. He's theatrical as opposed to like, because the nobody knew how to like label when I was younger. They were just like, is he? I can't tell. And like in high school, it's the same thing because I went to an all boys Catholic high school. And I know for a fact that like they were still a tiered hierarchy of like football team was like really, you, that was like the like varsity A plus you wanted to be that. Mm-hmm. But I just, that just wasn't something I wanted to do. And I did like speech and debate and I like did, you know, I was, I wasn't a theater kid because I didn't do theater like productions, but I did like the acting class and wasn't afraid to be stupid and foolish and you know, like I had my little group of friends of like, we called ourselves the flip trip and um, we actually all fell out a couple of years ago and that motivated me to make the brand. So like, thanks guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, no. you know, like I had been friends with them and we were all very different um, from what was deemed popular, but it was weird because in order, cause it was such a like expensive, fancy, like Jesuit school, mm-hmm. they sort of forced you to be like, an all-around person like you had to be not just a jock but you also had to be smart and you also had to do like acting class or speech and debate or like something else so that you could get into a fancy like college because that was their goal is they wanted everyone to like get into a four-year university and I was like yeah some of the best like there was someone who did football and was the lead in a musical and also was just like an honor roll and I didn't do any of those three things so (laughs) I was like, cool, good for you. I'm, I'm not interested in any of that. But yeah. it's just very like, yeah, it, for me, imposter syndrome, I really feel like it's very different because in my perspective, like I didn't see myself growing up on TV. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't see myself growing up, like seeing a brown person excelling and being weird, I always felt like an outsider. And that's how I, it like affected me for a long time because I'd also when I did see an Asian person on TV, they were playing a stereotype or they were doing, you know, like the funny sidekick. So I never thought of myself as like desirable. And that's still to this day, like I still have like, when I was talking to my therapist in college, he's like, you have body dysmorphia and you need to have more than one meal a day. And I was like, but I want to look like what I see. And like the only time that I saw representation like in a major network was Will and Grace and like all of their partners were good looking. All of them were white. All of them were like, like the same with Chris Hoke, they were all in shape and it was very like, I think this is the only way for me to get attention. So I, it affected what I ate, how I worked out, what I did. Mm-hmm. So, and it still like affects me to this day. Like, I think, you know, I, I find it weird when someone's like, wow, you're handsome. And I'm like, no, I think you mean cute. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just yeah. so weird. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't like, um, someone was like, wow, you're really hot. And I was like, no, that's not the adjective I get. <laughs> but um, thank you. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I go. So I, I see myself the way you see yourself in terms of the whole, like, if someone like compliments me, I'm like, no, like, 
like I'm not, I don't see it. Body dysmorphia. Definitely. I definitely have some, um, of that. A lot of that. Um, I taught, I, I, I bring my therapist a lot of things, but, um, I can relate to you because I have this saying of myself that I would just like, I was never like the cute girl in college that you would like go talk to immediately. I was like the girl you'd talk to like after a couple of beers at the party. And I just like carried that with me. And I, and I had a, a phrase, I would just, you know, my phrase was just forever Jan Brady. I just always felt like Jan Brady, like <laughs> all through life. Mm-hmm. And it's a really hard thing to, even when you work on it through therapy, it's like a hard thing to break is to like, just learning to like love and accept yourself. It's a journey. It's hard. Um, but I like what you're saying and I understand what you're saying and I, and I can completely empathize, like, especially because, um, you know, to say that, like I said earlier, Disney can be kind of whitewashed in terms of like what it's doing with clothing equally television can especially for representation especially like in the 90s when you and I were growing up all there was was Will and Grace and like there was a lesbian on Friends and like that was like the only gay people that you saw and if it was a gay person or if it was an Asian person it was always a stereotype um and 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 like that's kind of like what we grew up with and like that's what you we saw growing up it doesn't make it right at all but it it makes children who don't have those things where, or don't have like that, just like strive for the wrong things. Um, and so it's, it's incredible to me, like when I like, hear stories like this and I, and I hear people tell me about like how they felt like different or other than, um, and just how much the media has like portrayed that. Yeah. And it's, it's not just the media's fault. Like it's, I'm not holding it just against no, them. Like yeah. I definitely know that like, I have a lot of my own personal work to do with that, but it's still very like, it affects me where I'm like, Oh, this person's too good looking for me. I'm not even going to message them because I don't mm-hmm. think that they're going to want to talk to me. So it's weird right. when like a, a good looking person will like give me the time of day. And I'm just like, but I thought you knew the rules. <laughs> just like, I thought you were supposed to be mean. So it's weird when like someone's like really hot and it's just like, wow, you're good looking. And I'm like, no, no. Like I literally looked at myself in the mirror yesterday and I was like, wow, this mirror is doing me some favors. And then I I looked at another mirror and I was like, oh, this mirror is doing me favors too. Then I looked at myself in the mirror this morning and I was like, wait, am I in better shape? What's happening? And my friend messaged me and he's like, yes, you're in good shape. Your chest looks good. Like it now it just sounds like you're like digging for compliments and I was like oh no oh. total opposite but thanks for thinking that but Have yeah I was you, like yeah. thanks that's not how I feel but I, I'll take it it's hard it's you know it is hard to like it, it really is because um especially with like swipe culture are you currently um are you currently single or dating or mm, complicated so complicated. yes I am not I'm not single I but my boyfriend lives in Florida, which is, ah, I need to move okay. him away from there. And it's ah. like, he's not fully out. His family ah. doesn't really know. I mean, it's fine. They're probably not going to listen to this, but it's very like, I'm going to have to move him out of there at some point because yes. it's also just like, <laughs> also like I'm like COVID, but also like, I think we've discussed that like Florida is definitely still like a very red state. So we need okay. to like, move out of there like we've entrusted way too many elections on them so we just need to like just stop it with Florida (laughs) is it going to be one of those things where like he's going to come out to his parents and like they're going to be like we knew the whole time like they're Uh, like offended or I honestly have no idea I feel like they would but I also don't know because Catholic guilt runs real deep with people so I have no idea that is How very, that very work. true. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I didn't grow up religious. My dad actually went to a, a Catholic school and, um, you know, my, and like, so he was just like, I, religion for my children, never going to be a thing. <laughs> like, don't want it. Don't want it. Hate it. Like, he's like, I got beat by a nun by like one too many times. Um, 
So I totally understand that. Um, but uh, how long have you guys been together? Um, going on just about two years now. It's exciting. Yeah. That's kind of like the pressure time of like, okay, who's moving where? Obviously no, you are not moving there. Oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, I've visited many a times, but I'm definitely not gonna like, I don't see myself in Florida. It would probably be more beneficial to the co the company though. Like if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. like if I was like at the parks more often, cause like there are other brands that are like stationed out of Florida that are very successful. Then I'm like, maybe I just do like two years here. Like maybe I just tell my job to like transfer me to a store here and I just like suck it up. <laughs> and then I move back because I don't see myself living in Florida. Like the golden girls lied to us. It's not fabulous. It's just hot and gross all the time. <laughs> There's just alligators uh, everywhere. It's just like, okay. it's just gross. Question, when you were a kid and you were like in school, I, okay, so I was born in Minnesota. So I don't know if this, I don't know if this is a phenomenon. I've only ever asked this like a couple of times to people because I felt like they thought I was really weird when I asked it. Did you like hear a lot about like crocodiles eating children when you were young? And, and, and you just, I just associated it with Florida all the time because like it was always happening in Florida and like I, we would always find out about it. Like, for some reason, they would just like teach us about it. Yeah, every so often there was a story that popped up and I feel like it was the same story, but someone else said it slightly differently. Yeah. Like I've heard that, I've heard stories of children getting eaten by crocodiles and it was always in Florida. Yes. But like, it was always like a teenager was walking home and wasn't looking or like someone was playing in a marsh and wasn't like paying attention. And like, it was like shallow enough water that like the crocodile hid. <laughs> and there was like a variation of like he was like playing hooky and like um decided to like have his headphones in and then it bit off his arm like there are a bunch of like variations and I'm like it's probably the same story right right because no, it, it probably doesn't happen that often but happens probably often enough in Florida mm -hmm. that like it's a variation of it although did you hear that story about like one of these former Disney cast members who used to um work in the Orlando um like location and he got really drunk on New Year's and it said like beware of crocodiles and he like was being filmed and then he is like on a pier somewhere and he's like man f that crocodile and jumps in and then the crocodile eats him what no I actually yeah, did happened, not hear like, this story this happened a couple of years ago like one of like the character face actors got really drunk on New Year's oh no and like was really brave and black, I guess blacked out drunk. I'm not a hundred percent sure. One too many Long Island iced teas. <laughs> I guess. And like, there's literally a video of him where he's like, I'm going to jump. And everyone's like, please don't jump. Please don't jump. And he like overpowers his group of friends, says F that crocodile and jumps in the water. And lo and behold, he got killed because of it. So, you know, it does happen. It does. It does happen. And also like Disney World is a lot more free flowing with those beverginos. Yes. I, I like, I had a margarita on a really hot day one time at Disneyland California Adventure and I was like, never again. I had, I like, I felt like I was gonna Ralph on uh, Guardians. I was like, I'm not oh, doing gosh. this. Like, I was like, can't do this again. Cause it was, cause it's hot. Couldn't do it. Yeah, it's, I feel like in Florida cause it's like a swampy heat. It's a little mm -hmm. easier, but when it's like that gross California dry heat you're just like, Ugh, I can't have any more alcohol. It's just like, I'm not hydrated enough. I'm sweating. <laughs> Now I'm dehydrating myself. I can't do this. And as someone who drinks like two iced coffees a day, sometimes like I don't need more things to dehydrate me. Like yes. in my thirties, it's all about like keeping my hydration and collagen as much as possible at this point. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't do things like I used to anymore. Like that's for sure. Um, I also like get hungover from like the slightest 
the slightest twinge in something like I'm like no mm-hmm. why? yeah well the last time I drank was my trip to Florida like a year ago so it's been <laughs> almost a full year so I completely understand I also don't need any help like being more uncoordinated like I really just <laughs> don't need any additional like things to hinder me and falling and like bruising so I'm typically good I love it. Um, So in terms of success, I love asking this question because I think like people can quantify it and qualify it in whatever way, like, you know, means something to them. So what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? I think I do now because like, I have people that are like, oh, I like your brand. Like you reached out and I'm like, oh, you actually know my company. That's so weird. Or like (laughs) somebody on Grindr was like, like I kept my Grindr and Tinder to like sell stuff and it's totally worked. Like I've gotten a couple <laughs> of like old dudes to like buy t-shirts and things. So someone messaged me. He's like, hey, I know your company. Like, like somebody had a shirt that I liked and I like screenshotted the conversation because I, I was like, no one's ever going to believe this. And he was like, yeah. And they told me about it. And now I know who owns it. And I'm just like, thank you so much. Yeah. This is super awkward. But yeah, it's cool. And it, it happens every so often. And it makes me really happy when it does. So like monetarily, totally not running the company at a profit. Like there are times when like, I'll get a few more sales and I'm like, cool. But like, it still costs a lot to like print and make shirts. And I'm just sort of waiting for that. Hopefully in the next year, turn that around. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. And like that feeling, like it's, if you're like me, I'm like a words of affirmation person. So like someone telling me that something like meant something to them, like this podcast, like when someone tells me like, I love your podcast, I'm like, oh, you do? Like, because Mm -hmm. it it makes you feel good when it's something that you care about and like something that you like worked on, worked really hard on. But I mean, I'll just, I'll just blow smoke up your buns. I mean, your, your, your designs are really cool. You have like this really fresh take. I mean, the, the colonizer shirt, love it. The, you know, it's a small world, world shirt. I don't, I feel like it's a small world gets so much shit. It's such a great ride. And I don't want to hear it. If you come for me about it's a small world, you're wrong. I love it. Um, even, even though it's just like the creepiest ride, it's also my favorite. One you know, favorite. I love that ride and we can thank Joan Crawford for it. People don't know this, but at the world's fair, Joan Crawford was like, there's not a kid's ride. So she went to Walt Disney and said, I need you to make one because PepsiCo, which she owned 51% mm-hmm. of that company, um, wanted to sponsor a ride for kids. And then that's how he made it's a small world. And we can all thank Joan Crawford because of it. It's a good, I mean, it's a good ride. It's, it's a happy ride. It's, they, and they've, they've modified it since like I've, we were kids. They've modified oh, yeah. it. Now there's like Little Mermaid and there's Moana or no, 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 Lilo and Stitch, not Moana. Lilo and Stitch is on there. Yeah. I'm sure um, Moana will be added. I mean, I don't know. Why oh she yeah. It's, it's probably a matter of them just like, I guess somebody has to pay for that. I'm not hundred percent sure how animation, right. like someone has to build it. And I'm sure it's just a matter of like squeezing some pennies out of Chappic. So <laughs> We'll see when that happens. Right. Um, but it, it's a good ride. But yeah, the patterns of your shirts are really cool. And like, I'm a huge Haunted Mansion fan, but I'm also a big baby. I still jump in those, like, in, in the graveyard portion. Oh, yeah. Um, well, like, there's a ghost at the inn, and he, like, freaks me out every time. So I, I'm, i you know, I'm an adult, and I've been on this ride a million times, and yet I still get scared. But I love I love it because the, the story behind Liotta, who is the in-the-glass head for my listeners, if you haven't been on Haunted Mansion, um, it is an incredible ride. Um, I can still smell it when I think about it. Like, mm-hmm. you can, like it just sticks with you. Um, and like the whole concept of the ride is you're in, the, and you're in basically a haunted mansion. And at Christmas time, they turn it into nightmare before Christmas land. Not a fan. Don't like that, but I'll ride it if it means I can ride the haunted mansion. So, um, mm-hmm. 
I like but it because they like, cool. yeah, I like Haunted Mansion during the Christmas time um, because it's just different. So it's like something new to look at, right. and they change the like um, gingerbread house every year. So I'm like, oh, okay, at oh, least it's do. something I like kind of new. Yeah, so and like it's real gingerbread, so um, oh. it's like a real house. So every year it's a slightly different design. They have like one year a guy literally had 25 days of Christmas and they opened up the house every year with like a new snack inside of it, which is so cool. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, at least it's something different to look at. Right. Um, but yeah, I just I like the Haunted Mansion too, and I really like Showgirls. And I was like, how can I put a Showgirls reference into a T-shirt? And my um, Versace meets Madame Leota was the <laughs> my like kind of compromise. Yeah, I actually didn't notice that that was like a collab. I just fully was like, it's Leota, <laughs> but I love it. I love that you like have, the, but it's clever. And this is what I'm saying is like you have these ideas that are clever, like the Figment T-shirt, which Figment's a ride. And for my listeners who don't know, it's a ride in Epcot. It's the weirdest ride you'll ever ride in your entire life. Like it's like an acid trip. Um, about you know following your imagination. And Figment's this like little purple dinosaur. He makes no sense, but he's in Epcot. And he's just like a fan favorite for, you know, whatever reason. Like it's the one ride that like I thought I made up in my head. I didn't really think it was a real ride. Um, it still doesn't feel real every time yeah. I go, but I, I, I mean, that's why people love it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I think we've like touched on a lot of, you know, the, the, the topic at hand, um, but uh, I like to go into this next portion, which I feel like we're going to spend forever on. Um, but uh, I love to see like how my guests brain brains work, like things that they love. Um, and of course, I don't even need to give my own fanatical because, you know, I probably just say RuPaul's Drag Race. So what is it if you want or a few things you're fanatical about and why? Well, yes, drag in general. Um, but I grew up like really enjoying drag when I was in San Francisco and then like understanding it more. So I love drag, but RuPaul's Drag Race is really one of the only non-scripted shows that like we have, like we don't get to scream at the TV, like, you know, like for sports, like this is our sport, you know, mm -hmm. like we, there's not a lot of other like non-scripted television where I can like yell like every, this is like my NFL season. You know, yes. like I don't really have to follow the Rams and I like I'm from L.A. And so I like the Dodgers and the Lakers and I'm happy they won this past year. But, you know, I don't watch the games religiously. So this is my like this is my season. So no, I'm very yeah. happy that I have like a season where I can yell at the television and be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So. A thousand percent. Yes. I, I totally get that. Cause I don't understand sports. I grew up like doing individual sports. Like I did like, you know, the dance and I guess I did cheerleading like as a kid and I did um, ice skating. And like, so I was like, I never really understood like football or anything. Cause we didn't really grow up like watching it. Um, and so for me, sports have always been like this imposter syndrome thing where I can't like watch them because I don't understand it. Like baseball makes sense. That's easy. I can understand it. Basketball makes sense. Football. I don't get it. Um, but I try to. And so I'm always like, I would always just like kind of watch football on Sundays for like the brunch aspect of it or like the snack aspect of it. Like when you'd go to like oh, watch yeah. the Super Bowl or whatever. But yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race for me, like I've gone to DragCon. I don't know if you've been. Um, no, not yet. And oh I was, again, gosh. I was just like, oh, I can't wait to go. I'll do it. And like I, 2020 has taught me I need to stop waiting on things because yeah. 
It's I, it's supposed to be magical. I went in 2019, um, and I so I didn't have um, RuPaul's Drag Race. I didn't have cable, but like, well, like not say I didn't have cable, but I didn't have VH1 when it moved to VH1. I didn't have VH1 on my YouTube TV, so I kind of lost touch with it. But I watched all the old seasons, so I'm very very familiar with like the seasons and stuff. And um, and so I I was only able to watch like a portion of one of the seasons when I was in Pensacola because we had TV that had VH1. So I was like, great, I can watch, like once a week I can watch this. My husband, like he would study during that time and I would just scream at my TV, like you say. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and then I got like way more into it. And my, my best friend, Marcy, she's really into RuPaul's Drag Race as well. And so I've just kind of kept up with it. And then as the pandemic hit, I felt so bad because all these queens, like they needed their coin and like they were getting all their stuff like like it was all being canceled. And then it, of course they canceled DragCon again, but I went in 2019. Um, I, I got to meet Trinity, the tuck. I, well, I pay, oh. you, you pay for everything. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like, it's like Comic-Con, right? So you pay for everything. So, I mean, I got to see RuPaul DJ and it was like magical and Will, Will I am like, he said hi to me and I was like, ah, I got to see, you know, Trixie Mattel, like ride a lipstick down like the subway. <laughs> um, and so I was just like totally gagged. Like I got to meet Carson Cressley cause he was coming out of Trinity the Tux line while I was in line and I took a potato selfie. I met Danny Franzisi who plays Damien, Damien and Mean Girls who is just the nicest, most lovely person. Shout out to my friend, Jesse who produces his podcast. And um yeah. So it was just like a magical, magical, magical experience that like, I don't think I would ever do again because even that experience was too crowded. Um, and it's a lot, it's overwhelming. Like you're just overwhelmed by like, it's just so much like it's pink yeah. and it's in your face and it's glitter and it's, but, but it's so fun. And if it ever comes back up or Dana, no, he's squeaking a toy. Sorry. We're a low budget <laughs> protection. If it ever comes, Hey, Hey, you don't have to squeak that right now. It's cute though, whatever he can do it. Your dog is probably um, a drag queen in a past life, so needs attention. <laughs> like I think all queens, so. we just need attention. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. But to go back and like RuPaul, um, one thing I do do every week is I play I play drag bingo with Charlie Hydes, who is on season nine. Um, she made it maybe like three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She and she does I think she drag. Was like the first queen British queen too. Almost positive. Kind she's of because British well queen. She, well she's um so she's um expat. So her partner, James, is um, from the UK. So she she came from London to do the show. Um, she actually started out as a comedian um, and she's, uh, you know, been, you know, acted and done all of that. And so RuPaul's Drag Race and she did like the YouTube channel and that's what got her on the scene. And and that's how she got on the season. Um, but she is like the most kind person. Like we're actually friends in real life now. Like she, there's a community of people that like play this this bingo every week. Um, awesome. and I've like met people in LA who I've like told about your brand cause they're Disney gays. So they're like into it. Um, and, uh, so it's been, it's just been a really fun experience, but I just, I don't know, drag culture is just something else. And it's, it's such an inclusive culture too, but then it also has a lot of cancel culture with it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very that. And I, that's, I think that's why I really like drag mm-hmm. culture is just because it also like gives people the confidence that they wouldn't need. And because also like they are, you know, also dealing with their own versions of imposter syndrome because they're putting on a face, but it makes them brave. So it's sort of that same thing right. of right. trying to find 
whatever it takes to make you brave. That literally somebody on Drag Race UK, their, their most recent season was saying that. Like yeah. she was afraid to take off of her makeup in the first episode because it just like makes her feel powerful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I just, I love it in general. And it, we're recording on a Friday and the new episode, episode three releases. So that, that's just so my listeners can understand, like it's a, it's a delay <laughs> when I release these. But another thing I was going to ask you is um, who are you feeling this season? Um, a couple of people. So I really like Candy Muse because love, love. yeah, super entertaining. And that personality is probably going to get her into the top four because the judges really seem to like her. And then Utica, because again, like I really like drag queens that are a little off center with their um, personalities. Like they're slightly not normal. And that's really great. Cause I think there's nothing wrong with a lovable weirdo. Um, I think she'll probably end up doing quite well. I don't know why every season they like Maybe they're told to be like, I'm underestimating the weird queen, but it's like, they do well. They usually end up in the job. So, um, and then Simone, I feel like has such an advantage because they basically already said like, you're a star. And it's, I mean, she's Gigi's sister. So she's gonna do really, really well this season. She is just like, she's like a pair of legs. Like, yeah. she, like she's legs and then like a face. Like that's all she, yeah. she's kind of like Naomi Smalls in that sense. Yeah. Um, but I like her. She is a threat for sure. You know, I'm also like, I, I do love Olivia as well. Um, I think she is just stunning. Um, but because Jada won, I wonder if they're going to do another looks queen. Um, so it, it just, true. it just depends, right? It depends. Um, and it also like, it depends on, sometimes I don't think they pick the quote unquote winner. I think they just pick who's going to be more valuable for a second season of All-Stars. Because, right. you know, like the past <laughs> few seasons, any of the top four can win. They obviously have proven themselves. But like Jada was a really great winner. But I was like, yeah, but her storyline seems to have ended. And I'm glad that she won because I'd rather see Crystal come back and be really funny on All-Stars again. Yes. Because she's just so unique and uh, she obviously has that sort of love with Gigi so like they'll probably bring her back just like Vanjie was never gonna win because she's just too entertaining like you need to bring her back for all stars because she's so funny so like I love Candy but there's no way they're not gonna like she's too valuable to just have a one season like you bring her back a couple of times because she's such a funny like talking head yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. And I like, I, I always forget that that like, there's that like, there's that all stars edit, of course. Um, and I, for me personally, I'm, I'm going for, uh, I'm going for Utica, Utica Queen. I don't know how far she's going to go, but I love her. She's from Minnesota. Um, she's just a kooky queen. I mean, she came out with a damn strawberry on her head and just rocked it. Uh, and I'm like, okay with it. Um, I, I like Rosé. I like Rosé's attitude. Um, Elliot with two T's freaks me out. So I don't, I don't know how far that's going to go, but. I think she um, just hasn't learned how to contour and this show is going to do her a lot of favors because there's a lot of those queens that don't necessarily know that like HDTV is a very different monster because it's just like a, you just have to learn how to contour for television and this TV show will do her a ton of favors, which is weird because like usually Vegas queens come with like two pounds of makeup on. So I'm surprised she's so like, like, not that she's light, she's just not as heavy-handed as the rest of the girls are. Yes. Who can I, I can't think of, uh, oh, Lala Ree. I mm. underestimated her when she came out in a dang bodysuit. And, because you know Michelle, Michelle Visage, she does not like bodysuits. But she came in with a bodysuit, and then she's just, like, straight slaying it. I, I, I'm, I, I discredited her, I discounted her, but she's got some talent. Yeah, so I have this 
because she's uh i mean drag brings a lot of they ask their former queens like who should you bring on the show and then they bring their sisters and their moms and i i don't want to like think about it this way but there's so many like drag mom and daughter and sister combinations that i imagine they're just building themselves up to an all-star season where it's like you obviously eliminate your queens and it's gonna be like they really like alliances because it adds extra drama and i'm like is lala ree who's like drag sisters with a lot of the southern queens gonna end up on a season of all-stars where like they have to draw alliances and it's like the pageant queens versus the performers and like vanjie mm-hmm. and Alyssa are mom and daughter but then like she was dating chris uh you know uh the canadian queen i forgot her name brooklyn heights and oh then, yeah, like, yeah yeah and like then she's also friends with shangela who's drag mom is Alyssa. like i have a feeling they're all gonna be in one season and it's gonna be a total mess and i can't wait oh my gosh like almost like a family feud i would love that yeah but i also Ooh, hope I that they that. do they bring the uk girls in yes because uh, they don't chips. earn any money so I want them to win some money so I'd like it to be a th- like three from the U.S. three from the U.K. three from Thailand and then three from I mean like spoiler alert but there's one in Spain coming and Australia so just like do an international season with yes. your like three best girls and then like have them all fight it out because that'll be fantastic I love it yes I'm all for it and especially because I have um my, my friend I we share my friends and I share login so she shared her wow app login with me so I'm all up to speed on uh the UK I tried watching Holland and it was too confusing for me um but I it not that that it was too confusing it was just like it's easier when it's can, it's Canada and it's the UK because I can understand it a little mm-hmm. better um they said they weren't even like saying like whoever was translating wasn't st- saying exactly what they were saying right. when they were talking and i was like oh i don't know what they're saying anymore so i don't trust this edit but wow has been known to to fake some edits so if that makes sense yeah so but but i i've been i've been watching all this stuff and i just i don't know i'm excited i'm excited about the prospect of you know um what's gonna happen and I just, I think like the world, just the world needs this. Like, so I'm glad it's here. Yeah, I'm glad that it's really popular too. Cause when I was a stan since season one and I was screaming like Cameroon in my apartment in San Francisco and everyone's like, what? This is a stupid, like, no, this is a fringe show. And I was like, just wait, it will become more popular. This is what happens in gay culture. Like we start something first and then it gets adopted and it becomes super mainstream. And now everyone watches Drag Race and quotes it. And sometimes they don't even know they're quoting a drag queen. Like I was just like at Zoomies about to go buy a hydro flask and this like teenage girl just like says, and I oop. And I was like, she doesn't know that. There's no way she knows that's actually from like a drag queen. <laughs> oh, kids but are on everything. Yeah, and I was everything. just like, oh, okay. So Anna oop is over and now we need the queen to say something else. Yes. Probably Candy will say something and it'll be a new thing, so. Yes. And that's why oh, I love the UK so is that like, that's what I like about Queens like Candy and like Utica. They don't edit themselves. They don't produce a storyline. Like it'll organically become funny right. regardless of what they say. And then that ends up on a t-shirt. Cause a lot of times they come in ready with a slogan and then it's already on a t-shirt by the time the, t- the episode's over. So I'm glad that the UK was messy and it looks like season two is going to stay messy. So I can't wait for them. I'm excited. I, I'm, I just love it. Uh, I just, I love it. And it's like one of my things I like can look forward to. I don't have much to look forward to right now, but drag oh, same. Have, is just one of them. <laughs> if you were on the show, uh-huh. what would your like, what would you want to lip sync to, to like ensure that you're safe? Like, what mm. would you be like, Oh, that's my song. I'm going to slay that song. Shares believe. Mm, that's a good one. 
Cause that's also that. my, like, it'll blow my pipes out, like singing in K-Town, like, yeah, like shares believe for sure. Um, and then what would your like snatch game character be? Guy Fieri. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, and no one's done it before. So no one's like, done it. And I'm play. like, and I'm like, please don't listen to this podcast queens. Cause, I, but if they did it, I would be dead. Oh my God. Could you imagine Candy Muse as like Guy Fieri? That would be amazing. That would, would be, be a so winner. good. It would be very good. I'm surprised no one has because he is drag. Like, yes, it's like yeah. a hyper version of himself, but like it's capital D-R-A-G. Oh, a, a thousand percent. I'm surprised because because the UK version, and I'm so sorry, listeners, if you don't watch any of this, you should just download the WOW app. It's like $3.99 a month. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Or YouTube TV, but Drag Race, if you're listening to my podcast, you're probably an ally anyway, an ally or a queer person or, or you know, on the spectrum somewhere of sexuality and gender fluidity. So you were probably already watching it. Um, and if you're not, honestly, you get, on, get on it because it's it's really good TV because I even have like straight guy friends that are like, this show is incredible. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, it's like NFL or like, like WWE, but like so much more entertaining. I got my husband into it. He was like, this is so like, I get it. Like I get why it's so addictive to watch it. Cause it's just, you, it's just, it's, it's drama and it's camp and it's like, it's mm-hmm. talent. And it's like, damn, I can't even do my makeup like that. Like, you know, it's, it's just like all of those things. And then like, also like one thing I learned about Charlie Hydes, um, and when we talk about in terms of talent, Charlie went to school for um, costume design and, 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 uh, and just like fashion design. And so all of her looks, like that queen look and everything, like those were all handmade by her. Um, and she does an invisible zipper. And so it's just amazing, like what queens will, you know, you can tell who outsources it. You can tell who's a cheap queen. You can tell who's like a bodysuit queen. Um, mm-hmm. And you can tell who's like a couture queen. Um, and it's just like, it's fun. It's, it's just a fun season. But uh, in the UK, I was, I was actually not surprised by it, but the Snatch Game character where I think was it Bag of Chips who was... Donald Trump or was it? Uh, no, the Vivian was Donald Trump and Bag of Chips was um, Ma- Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> okay, okay, I had it backwards. Yeah, but like it just it was so good. Yeah, I or mean like, that was yeah, yeah. The UK queens are t- I don't want to say more talented, but they they seem to be able to do more, and I think it's just they haven't had Drag Race yet, so they're able to like be more resourceful. So they're all really funny. But like I love British television anyway, so I think they're really funny with their like side remarks and self-deprecating humor so I'm already like on board with them and like rooting for them so like the fashion isn't as good but they also like aren't outsourcing to designers because I don't think they have like literally Marco Marco Mm -hmm. like designs Mm -hmm. for almost every queen that's been on Drag Race like at some point he just needs to like win the show because a lot of them are just like a lot of the fashion queens are just hangers for these other small queer designers yeah so what is one or a few unpopular opinions you have and why and I always say like as long as an unpopular opinion is like not hurtful e.g racist it's just it's just for like white people who come on my show I'm like (laughs) I'm like don't say something horrible um I would I I would be very surprised if someone did but um I I need to get a different unpopular opinion but my current unpopular opinion um I don't know I'm I'm just I'm just in a weird world where I just feel like um, you know, just because you're vaccinated, it doesn't mean you're safe. Like people who are getting their vaccines and then just like straight up being like free ticket to do whatever the fuck I want. No, 
Well, yeah, and you're wait supposed to wait out. two weeks. Yeah, you're yes. supposed to wait two weeks for antibodies, and like it, you still gotta take a sh- second one. So you still got it's basically a month, and you still gotta wear your mask. And honestly, as somebody who like also like loves Disney but hates crowds, and that's why I go on like Wednesdays, I'm very like, yeah, girl, like I don't need crowds. Like this whole fill in the available space thing, I hope never comes back. Oh, I love, I love, I love how like open it is now. I'm like, yes. yeah, so I'm very just me. like, yeah, I don't need people breathing on me. Like, let, we can keep masks for a while. <laughs> like you, regardless of whenever COVIDina ends, I hope that like, we all remember, like, you don't need to be right behind me in the checkout counter. Like you will get there eventually and it's fine. <laughs> like, I agree. I agree. I, and like you're a Haunted Mansion fan, you know, like fill in all the available space, center of the center. I'm like, I hate no, it. I will not. Please, what are they going to no. do when it opens? Oh my gosh. Like, what do you do? Buy a lot of expensive air filters and hide them <laughs> is my guess. And like, you know, like you don't need to fill in, like, spoiler alert, it's an elevator. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's an elevator. So do you don't have to pack the elevator? Okay. Like there can be 20 people in there and that's probably just as good. So like make it a reservation system if you have to but if you're at like 20 or 50 percent capacity like you shouldn't be filling all the available space to begin with which is it's just gross so yeah i'm with you with the vaccine thing like um but i do know that like if and when um this ends i definitely want to go to japan like it's Mm -hmm. been on my bucket list for so long and like i really want to go to their mario kart world there i really want to go to like Tokyo, Japan, Tokyo, Disney Sea. Like it's been. I'm. I'm just like not waiting anymore. And like I don't care who goes with me. And I've been telling everyone. I'm like I will figure it out. I'm going at some point in 2021 to 2022. Well, no, 2022 because I can't go in 2021 because the Olympics are happening and it's going to be too expensive. So 2022 right. it is. You got to go on the off season. Yeah, because I'm yeah. definitely not going to Tokyo anytime in the next year. I'm assuming they're having the Olympics. I just kind of figured that's one of the reasons why they don't have as many vaccines out is they're just like going to inoculate like all the Olympic teams, which I'm fine with. Like, I really want to see the Olympics and I'm like a gymnastics fan stand too. So like, I'm very excited that this is coming back and people like the four year gymnastics fans are going to come back and see Simone Biles back winning all the medals. Yes, I, I hope so. So unpopular opinions, go for it. Um. Okay, so we need to just like stop like men out there listening stop using those three-in-ones because they're like the three-in-one body shampoo and conditioner just like needs to end like guys will just like start balding in their 20s and be like what happened and i'm like well your body wash is supposed to scrub you your shampoo is supposed to open your cuticle and a conditioner is supposed to close your hair cuticle so i'm pretty sure you're doing something wrong (laughs) uh yeah my husband uh thankfully does he he has a conditioner and he has a uh and a shampoo and thankfully like he listens but I can't my man my my man has so many calyx and I can't get him to put product in his hair I know I know it's date night if he does it um but but he's just like uh, even on our wedding he looked like he just rolled out of bed I was like oh my god why (laughs) um but these are the things I've learned to just deal with but um I the one thing I can't get him to do is he has he has really good skin for someone who doesn't like wash their face ever with anything besides a bar of soap. Um, and it's, I'm jealous because meanwhile, me, like I'm on birth control, I'm on hormonal birth control. So I get hormonal acne and like, I tried Curology, it fucked my face up. And then I went on proactive, it didn't help. And then I did different and that kind of helped. And now I'm just not touching it. And that seems to be the thing to do. So mm-hmm. 
I have very, very sensitive skin and I, I'm, I'm doing Cetaphil now and that seems to be helping. And I'm just like, in general, not just, just not touching my face. I'm like, ah. Oh yeah, I'm using Cetaphil too. And I also like, I'm using um, a lot of things that are like way too expensive, but I've learned sometimes the expensive things like work. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I guess I can't use the cheaper face washes anymore. Cause my, like I, like I was told in my twenties to like, every single like anti-aging thing is preventative it's not curative so like start doing collagen and like treatments now and under eye cream so like thankfully my like very well-aged 41 year old co-worker at the time like taught me to start doing that so I'm 100% like yeah like anything collagen anything anti-aging like that's the stuff you gotta start using now because like I'm very happy when people don't realize that I'm like 34 and still think I'm in my 20s and I'm like thanks guys (laughs) It I love works. it. Well, people, I, I look young too. Like when people, I'm like, I'm 31. They're like, no. I'm like, yeah, I'm 31. Like, I would not have believed you if, like, if you had, had told me that. 1989, totally maybe. <laughs> no, 1989. Nice. <laughs> but also, like, I'm, I'm kind of a child, right? Like a lot of childhood trauma, which means I'm like a Disney adult, which means like, like, and on one thing I've done to like make myself happy in this world right now, um, and I'm, we're going to segue into that question, is I've I've basically just filled my wardrobe with Disney things because they bring me joy. So like, I have all sorts of stuff from like Cakeworthy and Disney.com and Your Shop and um, Box Lunch and all sorts of stuff where. I have a, I could, I could fully dress myself in complete power line. I have power line sweatpants, <laughs> a power line shirt and a goofy tro- goof troop sweater. Like I, I'm just, it brings me joy. Like, is it professional? Probably not, but I dress like Miss Frizzle. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand where these like professional roles even came from anyways. Like you're still going to do the same job if you're like in a power line head to toe outfit or if you're like in a power suit like it's gonna be the same thing so I never understood that but I've also like worked in jobs where like I was like when I worked for like a fancy company called Colon like they required you to wear all black because it was like a luxury store then they like changed their designs and like then they wanted you in jeans and then I was just like see it's the same thing I'm giving you the same work and it's just it doesn't matter what I wear. It's the, it's the exact same fucking thing, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I don't understand this whole, like, professional attire because I've also, like, haven't, I haven't personally worn jeans since, like, the start of COVID unless I'm taking a photo and then they come right off because I've been living in, like, joggers and sweatpants and, like, my Lululemons because that's mm-hmm. just, like, my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, pants, are, pants are a struggle. I bought a pair of pants. I wore a pair. I bought a pair of like high-waisted, um, like Disney, like Mickey jeans. They're amazing. They're very mom jeanish, but they're great. I mean, I feel like, I feel like a little bit Peggy Hill in them, but I love them. And, um, and I, I, I wore them. Jeans. I don't know people that, that like, also like, but just working in fashion, like fashion is just inherently sexist. So like, pockets in women like I don't understand why they're so small like it's just insane why pockets are so small in women's pants it's mm-hmm. I don't I don't get it I don't like it also like it's the same price like when I price out my t-shirts I'm like why is the women's t-shirt smaller thinner more likely to rip at the seams uh not able to screen print because it's less cotton but the same price as a unisex slash men's t-shirt like that makes no sense to me and it's so upsetting because I haven't found a company to outsource that makes a really good women's shirt yet there's a couple that are like out of my price range right now. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell guys? I Who know. made these rules and why are we still following them? <laughs> so what is making you happy in the world right now? Um, so I would say, and this is, um, it's a little niche, but I would say Asian males in the gay porn industry, because again, mm-hmm. I think that's how 
why things are changing now is because there's a lot of them on OnlyFans right now. And I follow a lot of them on Twitter because it makes me really happy to see that like you can be desirable. You don't have to follow the like standard variation of beauty. And like, they're obviously getting it and making a lot of money. So like shout out to all of them because I think that's the next step in like showing like because it then changes like the perspective mm -hmm. and I think it's also why like I've scared younger is because like the people in their 20s are seeing that and seeing um these like Asian guys that are desirable and I'm like oh maybe that's why like people in their 20s like me and I'd, I'd like to do a study about that and see like because again I also didn't see myself in like any porns and like when I was growing up and besides like one dude and now that there's more of them I'm like hmm maybe this is why people like me in their 20s and people in their 30s don't like me. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me very happy to see it. And I'm very glad that like it's continuing. And also like, this is superficial, but I don't care. I got my eyebrows macrobated in December because I wanted to do it for like three years. And I'm so happy. Like they, like, they I look, look at myself great. And, Thank you. And I'm very happy because the guy that did them is this like other like Filipino guy. And I was like, cool, at least it'll go to a small business. He created it. And he's like Captain Innovation Team Big Boob. Cause like my friend and I joked that I wanted to like have like, an, like a really good chest. So I've been like focusing on just like arms and chest. Um, and I was like, I don't need to be on the varsity team of Asian Team Big Boob, but I want to be on the JV team. <laughs> and the guy that did it, Jonathan Paul is like the team captain and he looks incredible. And I was like, I just need to like, look kind of like your eyebrows and I'll be happy. And I'm very, <laughs> I'm very just like, oh, I don't have to like paint on a brow anymore. What a treat. Uh, I love that. Uh, I, I, I mean like, but that's all you can do right now is like things that just like will make you happy. And like, you're like, like you said, you like, there's no point in waiting anymore. Just do it. Like, mm -hmm. like, you know, if you, if you like something, you should just act on it and do it. If it's going to make you happy in the long run, then by all means, I don't think it's superficial at all. I lost 30 pounds. So yeah, and I, I don't, I mean, it was like anxiety, but I mean, I just, whatever, but I, you know, works, I feel, hey, I feel, right? I feel better in my skin, you know, these days. So that's, that's a good thing. It's all you can do. Well, Mario, this is the point of the conversation where you get to um, promote everything you'd like to do. And of course, this is like an amazing conversation. You're a lovely human being. I'm so happy Thank we you. connected. Um, so what would you like to promote? Um, well, of course, my clothing line, Diamond and the Rough Clothing Company. Um, I, because of COVID, I had to change my entire, like, release year last year because, like, I was planning them out based on, like, the movie releases with Disney. And now I'm sort of, like, feeling out what I want to make. Um, I do know that there are four releases that I'm going to do within the next, like, two months. It's just a matter of, like, feeling out which one I want to do next. But most likely it's going to be a Lilo and Stitch inspired oh my shirt gosh. i'm obsessed <laughs> with lilo and stitch i just sent out a care package with uh an elvis stitch because i got married by an elvis um, oh, nice. an elvis stitch to my husband because we're going we're moving to hawaii next so oh work um, we'll still have the house here it'll be rented out but we'll live in hawaii for three years and like so like my dog has a stitch collar i don't know if you saw that when we were, had our camera on it was probably hard to see he's got mm -hmm. a stitch collar he's got a stitch costume um i don't know why i my husband and I are so obsessed with Lilo and Stitch, but we freaking love it. Like, it's such a good I, movie. It was such a good movie because it was different than all the other ones. Like, it was the beginning of, like, the self-aware Disney that we all love nowadays. Like, the other ones were a little too, like, fantastical and, like, princessy. And, like, you can kind of, like, roll your eyes because you know what to expect. But you didn't expect that with Lilo and Stitch because that was, like, a very different version of, like, what they would call family and, like, 
it was also kind of actiony, which is what was really cool because you didn't mm -hmm. get that in the past ones. And that's, I think, why we all love Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. And honestly, like, who doesn't love that, like, precocious little character? So that's why I'm going to make one. And then I probably want to do one with the Matterhorn. And then I have one. So I love the Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's hit or miss. And that's like, but there's not a lot of like love for that. And I'm, I already have the saying planned and I'm just going to figure out how to like print all those ones, one after the other. I'm just going to like nonstop hit you guys with new merchandise in the next two months. So be prepared for that. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And of course, my listeners, all of the information will, will always be in the description um, of how you can get in touch with him and how you can um, purchase from his shop. It, the stuff is awesome. Um, you know, I, I like I, I live in I live in that Liana sweatshirt. I always just I, I wear it all the time. I'm like, I'm cold. I'm like, first thing, it's always that one. I'm like, I'm ruining the sweatshirt because I wash it so much. But I love so much to hear that. <laughs> I know. Like I've had people be like, I've had people stop me and be like, what? Like, where did you get that? Because they because if, if you get the reference, then and you know what it is so so I'm always like it's it's this it's this place pull your phone up and then I like send it <laughs> oh my gosh thank you <laughs> yeah so we are coming to the end of this lovely conversation thank you so much for being on my podcast this was so much fun what a treat I you know I'll be in touch with you you can give me all of your drag race notes but again to my listeners this is of course please don't kick me out the podcast about imposter syndrome and I hope that you have a lovely weekend thank you too thank you again okay. for having me on of course. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. And this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.